Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Reading Talk. I am your host, Miss Sasha. And with Real Reading Talk, I discuss the real systemic issues in an unapologetically no chaser, real way about why there are low levels of literacy in the Black community and the ways in which we can combat these issues together. And I welcome you if this is your first time. I hope that you gain much benefit from this episode. I hope that you listen to the other episodes that I have uploaded. I got uh, plenty of episodes for you to choose from. Also, I hope that you give my podcast some great reviews and ratings and that you share. Make sure when you get great information or when anything that you get that's beneficial, share it. All right. As they say, sharing is caring, y'all. Sharing is caring. And with this episode, this episode right here, with all my episodes, um, I talk about the word empowerment a lot. I say that word a lot because that's what we are trying to do. We have to be empowered as black people. And with this particular episode, I titled it Start Right Now. Don't wait until school starts. Your home is the school. All right? What do I mean by that? Start right now. Start right now educating your children. Please, black people, we must get rid of that mindset of, ooh-wee, I can't wait till these school doors open. I can't wait to get my baby back in this school because I don't know what I was going to do. I can't teach them nothing. And, you know, again, this is real reading talk. And this is one of the things in which I've heard and I've seen, I've read that black people, that's been their sentiments in terms of uh, when the whole pandemic started. Folks were feeling like, oh, my gosh, man, what am I going to do? How am I going to educate my child? And a lot. And the reason why I wanted to focus on this topic now is because of the fact you have children across this nation who have already either started school. They're about to start school. And a lot of us are sending our children to these hostile, racist environments that are totally killing our baby's spirits. And, in, and is boring as hell. Even though our spirits, our core, our souls are telling us that we, that we, and we still are doing it anyway. This is what our core is telling us. We know it. You have folks who cringe and worry about the fact that their child is going into the schools. And what's happening to our children. And whether it's because we feel we don't have options, because that's a lot of it. A lot of times we feel we don't have options. We feel we aren't supposed to educate our children. We say, I can't teach my children. I'm not qualified and I don't have the time or the patience. These are things in which we have said. And I'm saying we because I'm included. But we got to stop. We have to stop this right now. One of the things that we know for sure that was exposed during this whole pandemic 
<laughs> air quotes, all right, pandemic, is that our black children were in these schools and they were suffering emotionally and psychologically in these classrooms. And we knew it, you know, because, you know, we, we, we know, you know, you when you paying attention to your children and you 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 watching things, you know, though a lot of times is that we're afraid we don't know how to handle the situation or we feel like, again, what choice do I have? And so this is why I said, you know what? I have to do an episode on empowerment, on reminding my black parents of the things that we need to be doing right now before we have to send our children back into those environments. And trust and believe, I am definitely the type of person who says this, hey, look, if you really, really fear that your child is, you know, going to be mistreated or they're not going to really learn about themselves, I mean, it is just totally an environment where it's uh, a totally whitewashed environment then I would highly suggest that you take your child out of that school, try to connect with somebody that can help you homeschool that child, or try to find another school that can better help your child. Because the thing is, is that we got to understand what education, and this is uh, where I'm going into next, is that we have to think about what's the purpose of education. And this is something that our dear brother, Dr. Amos Wilson, talked about in his book, awakening the natural genius of black children. And so one of the things that he talks about and he starts off with is what is the purpose of education? And then he talked about how, you know, a lot of us see education essentially um, as preparation for jobs, as a preparation for moving up in social status and as a means of securing a better lifestyle. And again, those things, they don't sound bad, right? Yeah, they sound good. Like, yeah, well, what's wrong with that, right? You know what I'm saying? What's wrong with trying to, you know, be better? What's wrong with trying to uh, be able to get educated so that you can be able to have a sustainable income, a significant amount of income, so hopefully you'll be able to build generational wealth and be able to buy your own homes. Those things, and that's right. But he talked about in terms of the primary functions of education and see and when he explained it in terms of education is to help the survival of a people and he said that we should be concerned about enhancing our children's intelligence so that it can serve as a means for maintaining the actual physical survival of black people that right there puts things in a whole nother perspective and that right there that's the key thing in which we have to understand and we got to teach our children. Because see, if we just go with the model of, well, you know what? Education is about preparing us to have jobs, preparing us to move up a social status and securing a better lifestyle. Then what we do is what a lot of us tend to do when folks get that degree or they get, you know, that job at that, you know, that corporate job. And then your mindset, again, it moves further and further away of having that African conscious mindset. That consciousness of saying that, you know what, 
I got to help my people. I have to be there to make sure that we are trying to be a self-sufficient community. We can't have that mindset of which, which education has done in a lot of ways for black people made us feel like, okay, well, yeah, you get that degree, you get that education, and then you start moving further, further away from your people. Think about it. Think about how many folks have said things like, well, I'm going to move out to this particular suburb where it is a sprinkle of black folks because my baby's got to get a good education. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, honey, oh, oh, they get educated. They getting educated in how not to think like an African. How not to have any type of consciousness. That's the education that they're primarily getting. Because you can best believe in that system of the false notion of white supremacy. They're going to make it. They're going to make sure that their whole ideology of white is right and it's the best. And your child learning about Marcus Garvey or your child learning about Asada Shakur please you can forget that please and as a matter of fact they're gonna make it known and make it clear that well that's I mean okay you can learn about that on the side you know but here you need to read this uh play on Macbeth okay we're gonna do Macbeth all right and then after that we're gonna learn about Amelia Earhart okay we're gonna learn about the Wright brothers and we're going to learn about, you know, Greek mythology and democracy because, see, this is our, you know, see people, you know, you have people who are trying to, uh, they want our lifestyle, right? We're so free here. We're, we're just full of freedoms. And, you know, and there are people who, that's what they want. They want to steal it from us. And so we got to teach you all that we're a democratic society. We're for the people. And all the while, that black person is in the class. They're like, dang, man, I, I just saw another video, though, of... A black person being beat by the cops or dang man, I just saw another video of a of a child in school who had locks in their hair and they had to be cut because they came up somewhat with some excuse that the locks were in the way when they were wrestling, you know, or, you know, you have a teacher who has said, you know, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I didn't mean to, you know, uh, be offensive when I started saying that Tamir Rice, you know, uh, he really, you know, if he wouldn't have had that that play gun. You know, these are the things in which our, our children are, are being told and they're being that, that's being told to them. These are the things that they're seeing. Right. But, you know, again, if we subscribe to the ideology of well education is learning everything that white people tell us that we should learn about then there that's there it is that's the ideology right there and that's why I'm saying that we have to change the mindset and we have to develop that African consciousness and I'm here to tell you that there are five things in which I came up with in ways that we can do that. And this is all, again, centered around literacy. All right. So the first thing, number one, is that you can start right now by having your child look up information on a black person here in America or in the African diaspora. Meaning what? So a black person here in America or a black person 
in Mexico, a black person in the UK. All right. Uh, a black person um, in, in Australia. We have to make sure that we are teaching our children about who we are so that they can begin to love who they are. This is what has to happen at home. If we are not doing this, we are really, really setting our children up to go into these hostile environments that they call school. And they are going to be just totally destroyed. Totally uh, killing their spirit as a, a doctor, I think her name, Dr. Bettina Love, she talked about how a lot of these schools are spirit killers. And it's true. But we have to change the mindset and we have to take ownership. We have to be empowered and say, hey, listen, if I am sending my child to this school, I'm not sending them to this school unprepared. And I'm sending them to this school as something to supplement for whatever the reason. And I get it. That's why I'm, you know, I understand when it comes to you, you have a, a child, excuse me, a parent, you know, who may not have all the help that they need at home. They may need that assistance in terms of having their child in a, in the school setting because that parent works. So I'm talking to you. So I understand that. But we do have to start really, really asking ourselves, like, what is the purpose of education? What are we trying to do here? And we have to make sure that we are teaching our children they are an extension of the community that they come from. We have to teach our children they don't need to be afraid of the community in which they live. They don't have to always hurry up and try to leave and go out to that, to that suburb that's far away from what they know and what they've been accustomed, accustomed to. And I get it as well. I know that there are definitely we got neighborhoods across this country that are, are, are filled with, you know, a lot of different uh, trauma. All right. You got folks, unfortunately, they still are struggling when it comes to uh, drugs or alcohol. And then you got to look and see on every corner. There's some type of uh, some either liquor store or you got some store that, you know, making sure they stay stocked up with wine and, you know, and black and miles, all of this type of stuff. This is real stuff. I live in a neighborhood like that. So I know. And we can't negate that fact. But what I mean, what I am saying is, though, is that we have to start those of you who are listening to this podcast. We have to start saying we're going to be that change for real. And we got to be about that business. And we're going to be about that change. And we're learning. The more and more we're learning about different people like the Huey P. Newtons and the Bobby Huttons and Erica Huggins and, you know, different folks, Jean-Jacques Dessaline, you know, and Nat Turner and Martin Delaney, all of these different people who have put it down for our people. That's the first step. We got to learn about them. We got to read about them. And then the next step we got to implement. Number two. Get books about black people and read them to your younger children. Simple as that. I literally just uh, came from a book club that was uh, started by the Eight Black Hands podcast. Dope, real dope podcast. I hope that you guys go check it out. And they are talking about this book, Fugitive Pedagogy. I haven't uh, read the book yet. I have to get the book. And this was my first time attending uh, the uh 
the podcast, um, well, they had, like I said, it's like a, um, they're all discussing the book. So it's like a book club, which is an extension of that podcast. And so, and that was one of the things in which one of the educators said on there, I mean, something as simple, somebody would ask a question about learning about the different African empires and all of that. And she brought up a good point. She said, a great entry point is to get those children's books that talk about those different African empires. There's a lot of children's books that you can find uh, that talk about different African empires, you know, and that's a way in which you can start to educate your young ones about African history, about black people, about seeing black people in a way that is so dignified and so honorable and just so dope. So again, like I said, you know, um, Get books about black people. Read them to your younger children. Simple as that. That's number two. Number three. Take your children to field field trips that are meaningful. So what do I mean by that? You can take your children. You can make it a point to take your children to black owned businesses. Find out about the local black owned businesses in your neighborhoods, in your community and say, you know what, I'm going to take my child there. I remember doing that um, one time uh, for my students when I had a pre-K center in my home. And there was a woman who had a, uh, she's a black woman, black Muslim woman, and she had her own vegan bakery. And I remember uh, trying to set it up for the children to be able to go to see this bakery, this vegan bakery, all right, ran by a black woman. And those are things in which I was intentional about. I wanted our children to see people that look like them that were doing things that were phenomenal. That were doing things that was empowering. That's a meaningful field trip. Taking them, of course, to the library. That's definitely. All right. So these are different things in which we can do for our children right now. You know, we can definitely, you know, there's a, in, in my city, in Cleveland, we have uh, the Money Museum. Okay, so you go, we got uh, one of the Federal Reserves is here right downtown in Cleveland. And they have, in a, uh, as a part of that, they have the Money Museum. So I would take my children, I would take my students there so that they would be able to, you know, see the history in terms of they would learn about the bartering and trading that occurred and how, you know, money wasn't always the paper money and the different forms of currency. And that was dope. Again, intentional, being intentional about what it is that you want your children to be around. And you know what also what you're doing for your children? When they're going into these classrooms, now they can talk about these experiences. And you can also make sure you tell your kids, ask your teachers, ask that principal, can we go to these particular places? My mother, my father, my stepmother, my stepfather, my auntie, my uncle, my grandmother, my babysitter, whoever, they took me there and it was so nice. I learned this, I learned that. I remember taking my children to, I had never heard of an arboretum. I learned about that from one of my uh, friends um, that uh, I would tutor her son and she was telling me about, an, uh, it's called an arboretum. And basically you have this place where, you know, you have all of these trees and greenery. I mean, it was just totally dope. I mean, 
just how you felt being in that environment. It just felt so great. It was like, wow. I mean, it's so true. When you have your kids out in nature and when you're out in nature and you're around all those trees, it does something to your spirit. It really does. And these are the things in which our children need. You know how those schools are. They so quick to want to take our kids to the zoo because they know the zoo is free. You know, I know especially here in Cleveland, the zoo is free. It's probably like that across the nation. The zoo is free on Mondays. So everybody we going to the zoo. And it's like, come on, man, let's let's stop with the games. Again, when we go back to what is the purpose of education, then you start thinking about, wait a minute. I could do this. I can take my children here. They could be learning about this. All right. You could take them to City Hall. You know, we can you could take them to uh, to the, the places you could take them to where they can find out how an auction goes. When it comes to when they are having those auctions, uh, you know, when they are auctioning off those those homes. All right. When they when they auction auctioning cars. I mean, it is so many different things that we can do. That is meaningful. And that is something that our children can apply. All right. So that's number three. Number four, normalizing community service acts. So that's another thing that we have to make sure that we're doing. Normalizing community service acts. Well, how are we doing that? Taking them to do community service. Calling up that local homeless shelter. Finding out what days you can bring food. And let your children know, hey, you know what? We're going to, you know, what What would you like to cook, you know, for, for our, our brothers and sisters who are in need? Oh, I think they would like this. I think they would like, oh, great. Let's, you know, so now we're going to find out what day we can do it. And then we're going to do that together. And you would think things like this. I mean, they could do. I mean, these are things that are just so simple. It's so practical. It's so helpful and so needed. And you will be thinking, like, how come they're not doing this in the school? Well, I'll tell you why. Because as soon as they get to school, they're about to start getting ready to take the NWEA, the MAP test and all that other stuff. So all of these things I'm talking about, that's like on the side. That that doesn't matter. Those things don't really matter. But see, we have to tell our black children, yes, they do, because guess what? These things I'm talking about, they directly affect us as black people. So, yes, they do matter. And that's a way in which we have to make it clear that, yes, we do matter. We don't just matter with a Black Lives Matter sign on your yard. That ain't going to fly. And when you say something matters or a person matters, it's actually an action action statement. You're showing it. Oh, I matter to you. So that means like if I if I'm going to get some food and I know that you are home with me, I'm going to ask you, would you like something too? that means you matter? That means I care about you. I'm not going to go and get something not care. And I know you're home with me. And then I just come home and I just start eating in your face. That's sh- that that right there is showing me you could say, oh, I do care about you. I do love you. I do matter. Yeah, OK, but you didn't show that because you were being selfish. And so, again, what we're doing and what I'm talking about, I'm trying to get our children to be empowered. So because they are teaching these teachers what education is. Because, again, real talk, even you, you have white teachers who don't who definitely a lot of times don't understand this and you'll have black teachers who don't either because when people have the ideology of what education is which is that 
white supremacist model of education. Yeah, we want to produce workers. That's why we got these kids in school so damn long. We're going to bore them. We're going to give them a little 23-minute lunch. I mean, who does goofy stuff like that? What, what, what is that? What is that? That's dumb. I can't stand that. I, I really can't. I, I'm, I'm digressing a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But that's really annoying to me. And that's something really, you know, tell your kids, man, start a petition. Having, having lunch for 23 minutes. It's like, are you serious? But that just goes to show you, though, that whole education model and how it was built on. It was built on trying to build a working class. They wanted to build a working class of people to build this country. That was the Industrial Revolution. So that's what that was about. But that just goes to show you how the school model was very antiquated even still. The school days does not have to be no seven, eight hours long. It does not and it should not be. And number five, encouraging your, encouraging your children to go outside, play, exercise, run around, have a ball, kick it. And of course, I know a lot of you are already doing this, but real talk, real talk, a lot of kids are not. I remember a time when we'd be going up and down the street when I was at uh, playing outside when I was younger. It'd be kids everywhere. <laughs> It'll be kids everywhere outside. It ain't like that now because we already know devices. And again, I'm not I'm talking to myself as well. I have to make sure I'm telling my children that. They definitely they get consumed with the laptops and the iPads and all of that. And I have to tell. All right, y'all. Okay, it's time for a break. So. With that being said, again, Like I said, start right now is the name of this episode. Don't wait until quote unquote school starts. Your home is the school. The world is a school. Okay. We have to look at education again, like how Dr. Amos Wilson talked about in terms of making sure that we are about the survival of black people. And I'm going to go further as to say having black people thrive. So we have to think about again the purpose of education and it's not about just telling our kids that they can get a secure good job move up the social status ladder and have a better lifestyle move out the hood go live somewhere in that 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 fancy suburb that you want to move to and um and then you'll be all right no i don't think so so with that being said i am going to end this episode on A quote, I want to, I just finished, I'm so happy y'all, just so y'all know, I finished reading Revolutionary Suicide by Huey P. Newton. The introduction was by his wife, Frederica Newton. Dope book. This book is a must read. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness, y'all. I highly, highly recommend that you all read this book. And so I'm going to get one of the quotes out of here. I like how the chapters were set up. He would... I have a quote, um, you know, about different uh, things or, you know, from different books or whatever the case may be. And so here it is right here. Ooh, this is the quote. We believe that black people will not be free until we are able to determine our destiny. Isn't that what I was just talking about? Isn't that what I was just talking about? And that's what this episode was focused on. 
determining our destiny when it comes to our children and their education. All right. And this is one of the keys in which is going to help our children want to read. When you expose them to those things I talked about in the beginning in terms of black people and those black books and about black history, that's what's going to help them want to read. Remember that. All right, you all, you have been listening to Real Reading Talk. I am your host, Miss Sasha. And remember to please, please keep reading for at least 30 minutes a day. Peace.